right. Welcome to the first episode of the Primitive Podcast. I am your host, Roger Bojard. That there was uh, an oldie from a good buddy of mine, Mike Maldonado, back in the day. The uh, One of the oldest songs I put out on my label, Primitive Recordings, from my band Primitive Brutality. It uh, was the reason I started my label. I started uh, to just get that CD out there, and uh, maybe we'll talk about that later, but... This song was uh, written way, way back in the 80s, late 80s, uh, bordering 90s. Mike and I did that back like 89 or something like that. And uh, that became, that was when we were debauchery. Before the debauchery was debauchery, we were debauchery for like a half a second. And uh, never got out of the rehearsal room. But uh, Mike and I recorded a couple of tracks there that uh, were the origins of Primitive Brutality. And then... um, that turned into what it turned into today, which is just uh, me playing with myself as usual. <laughs> that was uh, a place for all the riffs that didn't go into malignancy or mortician, place to put them and uh, things I wrote on the off time after writing albums with those cats and uh, still wanting to write stuff. And I would write songs for Primitive and they never really did any, you know, it wasn't with the intent of a band and it was always like kind of a one man project after my early teen years. And Mike and I did a few things there. He had, went off to life and I went off to metal and uh, (laughs) I kind of uh, just kept writing and that stuff was always on the side. So that all turned into the first release, which was uh, 10 years. That was on my label, Primitive Recordings. And uh, I was inspired to do the label by Rich from Flesh Grind when uh, we Flesh Grind toured with Mortician. And, uh, you know, I saw how he ran United Guttural and all that going on and decided I need to be doing something with my project there and get it out and trade with people and have something to trade that was my own thing besides mortician releases because we were on a label relapse back then and we didn't have all that many copies to trade of our own and all that so and I wanted to trade and get other people's copies and all that stuff and get my stuff out and blurdy blurdy blur so uh that was the origins of the primitive recordings record label was never really intended to kind of be a record label was more just a place to release my own stuff and We'll talk more about that later, but uh, I figured appropriately we start with one of the tunes that was the oldest from uh, songs that I have the rights to play, since uh, this is a downloadable show, and you'll be able to keep this and do what you want with it and play these over and over and listen to my dumbass babble about nonsense and uh, maybe catch a couple of tunes, which we should get on with. Now, this next song I'm going to play is off the first official Primitive Brutality demo from back in 1991-ish, I believe. You guys could check the booklet. Call me a liar. Um, this song is Living Host, and this uh, this kind of defined the primitive sound in the early days. It was switched to drum machine after Mike, who uh, I should have mentioned, Mike did the live drums and that. He was a drummer. And um, this was the first uh, stuff I did with the drum machine for Primitive that was, like, formulated into some kind of demo. These songs are even older than 91, like, way older. But... Um, just uh, the first kind of collection of stuff that I put together. So this song is Living Host. It's uh, about the movie Aliens. And I hope you enjoy.
Alright, super raw, super old, written 100,000 years ago on a Tascam 688 cassette recorder, which squeezed eight tracks onto a standard cassette, and that's what we had. It was before computers, it was before ADATs, it was before anything. ADAT was probably the next thing that came out where we were still tape, it used... uh, Video cassettes to record digitally, which was better than squeezing eight tracks onto tiny little tape, regular standard cassette, which is what that 688 used. That thing's still in existence, too. That's uh, at Roy's got it right now. He's hanging on to it for me from Necroharmonic, and eventually I'll get that here to Vegas, and we'll explore all kinds of old stuff I have in a box of tapes, and I'm sure find stuff to play on here, but... Uh, then came ADATs, like I said, and uh, speaking of ADATs, we recorded uh, this next thing on ADAT, and this is from my brothers in grime, Malignancy, back when I was their drummer. If you don't know that, I was the second drummer, not the original. The original was John Marzan, but I was their drummer back uh, in the early 2000s and uh, late 90s. Uh, this goes back to 94, I think, the Rotten Seed demo. And this is on the Malignancy Ignorance is Bliss Malignancy demos release on Primitive Recordings. And uh, this is Rotten Seed. <laughs>
Yes, Rotten Seed. That's from the Malignancy 1994 lineup of Danny Nelson on vocals, as always. Ron Kachnik on guitar. Desmond Tolhurst on bass. Myself on drums. That was a fun lineup. Those were the days. Speaking of the days and stuff I'm allowed to play on here. Mortician. Most of you know me uh, as the guitar player for Mortician. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't play something for my good buddy Will and I. This is uh, directly connected to Malignancy. The final bloodbath session was a jam session that Ron, Will, and I did uh, when that was the touring version of Mortician for a while there in the early 2000s. Ronnie was on guitar and I was on drums. And we did a lot of uh, gigs with Malignancy and Mortician where I was pulling double duty on drums. I had uh, We did a whole tour with Goat Horror where I set up and play with Malignancy, tear down, let Zach get the stage, set his drums up, tear down, set up again <laughs> for Mortician. Luckily, I had a good rack on the drums, and it was pretty easy. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of work back then, but it was fun. And uh, we took that version of Mortician and decided to try and capture what it's like live, because uh, it's very different from the drum machine version that is the album version and uh, of Mortician. So uh, Final Bloodbath Session was born, and... Uh, it's a little weird because it's it's me on drums and guitar because there's a guitar track of me on there too because, uh, you know, for Mortician to sound right, you really need the two guitars there on, re- you know, recorded live, you get away with it. But, uh, you know, live would be great to have another guitar player actually, but uh, we're, we're dysfunctional enough with three guys. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, the final bloodbath session is, is a uh, pretty raw recording of, all the Mortician songs before that, a bunch of our favorites, and uh, we might do something like that again in the very near future and um, redo a bunch of stuff with our current lineup. We'll see what happens. And uh, for now, though, I'm going to play Final Bloodbath, the title track from the uh, currently re-released on vinyl through our good buddies at Hell's Headbangers. Those guys rule. Did another great job. That's available through them, through Primitive Recordings, through uh, Red Rum Records, everywhere. We got stuff uh, laying around. Go pick it up if you want. And uh, it's currently out of print in CD format. Uh, I might have a box somewhere of the old ones. I'm looking for it. I know it's somewhere. I got tons of booklets, though. So uh, repress around the corner for that soon. And uh, maybe some new artwork eventually. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, Digipack is done. And uh, blah, blah, blah. Onward, music, final bloodbath, title track from Mortician, final bloodbath session.
is the close to live version of Mortician, the non-drum machine version, the unplugged version, if you will, of Mortician. And like I said, uh, hopefully sometime in the near future, you never know with us, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get to maybe another one of those type releases where we, uh, bust out some of the old tracks and give them a new, you know, the new updated uh, live sound and get it down on, on CD raw. All right, let's play another couple from the final bloodbath session. This is Blown to Pieces into Embalmed Alive. favorite songs uh from mortician to play live um especially on guitar that is uh no picnic on drums i don't uh i don't miss being uh murdered every song uh make no mistake i played drums for mortician when uh it was it was out of necessity it was out of not finding any drummers and i was already playing malignancy drums so i was in decent drumming shape to be able to just jump right in and play the songs and ron do some guitar and it made uh made sense for that tour too and a few of the you know the years there where we did that package where it was um you know ron and i pulling double duty every night doing uh you know he'd play guitar twice a night i'd play drums twice a night and it was only five guys and we squeezed into a van and did it you know made it across america playing a bunch of shows for you crazy people and uh, having a lot of fun speaking of have a lot of fun Back in the day, another one of the early releases on uh, the Primitive Recordings record label. Um, <laughs> use that term loosely. Uh, Prosthetic Cunt. This uh, is a project. It's kind of always been a weird little project. It's never really been a band band. It's always been me and a couple of other people, kind of like all my little side projects. And uh, this one was started with uh, Carl and Andy over at Relapse Records. And uh, we... Um, 
Carl and I primarily, and we we came up with a whole bunch of just nonsense. It was it was kind of a let's do mortician with no rules. Let's uh, let's do it with no speed limits. Let's uh, just grind that snare as fast as we can and uh, not worry about it. On uh, the ethical question of whether a real drummer can do that or not, because who gives a shit? I want to hear it, but. Uh, that was kind of the premise behind this. I want to hear it. You know, I want I want to hear what uh, the stupidest grind can sound like. That uh, you know, do kind of what we were doing there with Mortician because there weren't many, if any, people doing kind of like grind like we were with a drum machine. And uh, you know, that was something maybe you put down your rough tracks with, but you didn't release stuff with a drum machine unless you were some kind of rap or disco or whatever the hell. But uh, you know, we were we were trying to do something different. And uh, Prosthetic Hunt was definitely also trying to do something different, uh, more different, interplanetarily different. Uh, (laughs) And uh, also take uh, an opportunity to poke people in the eye and be offensive and have fun with that. So, without further ado, I give you the first three tracks off Prosthetic Hunt's debut album, Fucking Your Daughter with a Frozen Vomit Fuckstick. This is Puny Earthlings. Puny Earthlings. What the hell you doing? I'm banging that girl! little different from mortician right a little bit just a just a little bit <laughs> the second one was banging that girl and uh obviously it followed the mortician formula of intros albeit from comedy and cartoons and the original things i was influenced by in life that's kind of been the fun with prosthetic cunt the song titles they're all silly they're all stupid nothing means anything it's all uh nonsense something that somebody said or something we heard and was like oh add it to the list and there is a giant list there's lists of lists and that's even a song title um but uh we hit the list every once in a while when it's time to record and pick from the list of silly song titles that a whole bunch of us have uh, come up with and uh one of the favorites of mine is food stealing funeral crasher and uh, this has a little history based in reality. Um, my girl's got a uh, pretty famous cousin. You've probably heard of him from the show Everyone Loves Raymond. Uh, Ray Romano's her cousin. So uh, my uh, girl's aunt died and had a funeral and uh, is back in the little town of Tuckahoe in New York. And um, she had uh, 
people over after the funeral to the house for food and all that. And there was a local lady, an elderly lady, a little senile, and she uh, she came there with a paper bag and proceeded to just kind of fill her paper bag with food from the funeral, <laughs> like from the, the after, uh, I don't want to call it after party, but the uh, whatever they call that. And uh, the... Um, they, uh, she, <laughs> my girl's a sweetheart, so she was trying to nicely handle the situation, and her sister's like, get her the fuck out of here. And uh, Ray Romano's there being a family member, and uh, him and his, uh, I believe, brother ended up driving that lady home. My girl's like, come on, hon, it's time to go home, and they got her to go, and, uh, you know, took half the food or whatever the hell. But <laughs> she was the food-stealing funeral crasher that Ray Romano drove home, so... Here you go. Here's the song. <laughs> no lyrics. Has nothing to do with it. It's just the title. with a prosthetic right that that was just a total ridiculous amount of fun that we had making stupid stupid sounds it was so much fun still is well maybe one day we'll get around to uh doing some more stuff there's there's stuff in the works but uh maybe later maybe at some point we'll play some of that but uh let's go on with some more of the old prosthetic i'll quit babbling here uh this next one actually got a little bit of a story this is i've got freak soup and uh Freak was my unfortunate albino frog. I uh, moved to the Poconos from New York to kind of get away from the uh, high cost of New York for a place I wasn't, I was starting to not be at a lot since mortician was torn more, malignancy was torn more. I was away from the house a lot. So house up in the Poconos sounded nice. Keep a little place there to go relax. And uh, I had no animals at this point in my life. I just, uh, you know, was living up there. Uh, Malignancy would record. I had a little recording studio downstairs. I had bands up. All, you know, that was the early days of primitive label as well and all that. And um, one of my buddies said, it got me a uh, a little frog. He's like, you need you need something living here. You need a creature here. And I'm like, ah, it's a pain in the ass when I go away. I got to worry about it. You know, it was one of the reasons. I love animals, but uh, I recognized that I wasn't responsible enough to have an, <laughs> an animal at that time in my life. I would, I would worry about leaving it for 30 days alone while taking off on tour with nobody back home. So um, they got me this little frog, and the little frog's in a tank in the living room, and uh, he was fun, he was cool. I had him for a month or two, and uh, he, um, I got him, I had to go away on tour, and I was worried about him, and uh, so I got one of those uh, automated little uh, food dispensers, and I got a, uh, he always had a little heater thing, because it was a Pocono, so it would get cold, and it was uh, winter time, but it was coming on the spring, and uh, I had, uh, you know, it was earlier in the years, like in the transition to seasons, but he had a little, he had a little heater thing, and uh, filter, and, uh, you know, so I felt, all right, I can probably, I could load this food thing up, keep his filter on, and uh, he'll be okay for a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I was going away for two weeks. There was two weeks to f- of food worth in there. You could leave him, and uh, hopefully the filter would do his job. So I'm back for tour, get all my stuff together, get out of there, and I leave him. And, uh, you know, made sure I unplugged the heater and had the filter plugged in. He didn't. He did that backwards, and I unplugged his filter, and 
left his heater plugged in, and I came home to freak soup. He had uh, he had cooked, and I had uh, I had felt so bad. I, I felt terrible, and uh, did not have a pet for a very long time. I I, I knew I, <laughs> it wasn't a good idea to begin with, and uh, freak was immortalized. More on that later, but uh, I unfortunately had freak soup. A wee bit small, but it will have to do. silly sounds in so short a time that's uh, been prosthetic story there and uh, there is one more song that's actually freak the fro- uh, the little frog inspired and that is automated duty stick dispenser and that is about his little food machine because uh, freak ate these little duty sticks if you ever seen the little frog food that comes in stick form looks like little turds little tiny turds for action figures but uh, <laughs> it uh, uh, the little duty stick dispenser was automated, and that is what this is about. This is the automated duty stick dispenser. Almost like a, almost like a bass drop at the end of that. That was just a natural artifact of slowing down a fart sound. Very, very uh, eloquent. Um, <laughs> so moving right along, one of the more fun things about prosthetic was that uh, it's always been something that involved friends and everybody uh, who uh, was around the studio and. Uh, you know, uh, wherever prosthetic was being recorded, whether it was in my house or the studio I had for a while or, or the home studio in the Poconos or whatever, uh, you know, quite a few people got onto those releases. And uh, Danny and the guys, of course, from Malignancy uh, have a couple of barks and yells. And Danny in more recent years has been the other half of prosthetic. And uh, only fitting we go back to a little Malignancy, play something that's possibly a little more resembling real actual songs. Instead of a collection of uh, duty sounds and sound effects, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a equal musical opportunist. I uh, like all kinds of sound. I'm a fan of sound. Before I was even a fan of music, I was probably a fan of sound but through uh, cartoons, which, of course, that also embedded Carl Stalling and some of that chaotic music from the old days of early Looney Tunes. 
but uh, sound effects, sound effects were it for me first, really, and then uh, then rock and roll and music and all that. But as a young, young spawn, sound effects. So this next one is uh, post-fetal depression. We would uh, this is the demo version. We would go on to record it on our first uh, full-length intrauterine cannibalism. Uh, this is the demo version off the Ignorance is Bliss, the Malignancy Demos release. <laughs> Super cavernous, as always. Malignancy, post-fetal depression, demo version. Uh, I've actually got tons and tons of uh, malignancy rehearsal recordings. I just got to get some stuff together, and I'll play some of that on later shows. And uh, we'll do a whole weird old versions of things episode maybe down the road. I'm kind of kind of going to maybe try and structure these podcasts where they take you through the years of the label uh, basically because, like I said earlier, I have rights to all this music. I can give it away if I want, and uh, I choose to give it away, some of it. So you can, uh, if you want to support it, go buy the full lengths of anything I'm talking about or playing, whatever. But uh, by all means, just keep these podcasts, trade them, give them people, whatever the hell. I don't care. These uh, these songs are, are for you to hear and uh, see if uh, you dig. And a lot of these are you know, raw versions of crap that's been out for fucking hundred years anyway. So uh, who gives a shit? 
am, uh, and by all means, uh, if you want me to play stuff on here of yours, send it to me. And uh, I'm going to set up a little thing on a primitive, uh, probably should mention that. I have uh, I've got uh, primitivepodcast.com, so go ahead and hit there and sign up or whatever the hell, and you'll get notified. I'll rig up some stuff to send people uh, emails and all that good stuff when an episode comes out, etc., etc. And that is the place to hear this, but you know that because you're listening and for the moment, the only place to hear this will be there. Uh, we'll see if we'll put this on YouTube and all that. I, I'm, I'm sure uh, things will get flagged. Even my own stuff gets flagged all the time. If I play Mortician shit on there, I get flagged. So I'm trying to fucking just avoid that and do it pirate style on my own server and shit. And uh, just give you a little MP3 to download, old school radio style, and uh, make it simple. Um, speaking of making it simple, and speaking of a weird tune that... Uh, I should finish my thought and get used to that. I fucking never finish thoughts. But I was saying, uh, if you want me to play your tunes, go ahead and hit the website and send me your shit. And I'll make sure something's up there with a form that you can say I have the rights to fucking play your song and people can fucking download it. Because if you are in the music industry, you know that is a whole can of fucking worms that uh, you don't want to open, p- giving people rights to, uh, or getting rights rather, and giving and all this stuff for playing shit, because it's technically giving the song away, so don't send me anything by all means that you wouldn't just give away anyway, um, but if you have a song and you want to promo it and you don't care about shit like that, just fucking send it and we'll play it and people will be able to download it and keep it and fucking consider it giving somebody your demo kind of like you know the old days when you'd fucking buy a box of blank tapes and record your shit and hand them out at a show or you know get a buck or two for the cost of the blank or whatever the hell you did back in the day you know that was it was more of fucking here's my shit listen now fucking so easy with digital you can kind of put up stuff free and uh have people listen which is a form of giving it away and the fucking irony of it now is Nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to hear. Back in the day, everybody was hungry, hungry. They wanted to hear your tape. Give me a tape, man. Let me get a tape. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Whatever. Now it's like, hey, man, here's my band. And people are like, fuck you. Unfriend. It's very weird. I don't understand that. Anyway, bottom line, don't send anything in that you're not comfortable giving away to people to download because it'll be part of the podcast. People will be able to download the podcast, which means people will be able to download a copy of your lovely tune. But that being said, let's move on to some stuff I'm in charge of, which is uh, releases on my label and stuff I've recorded personally. And here's uh, here's one from the uh, <clears throat> here's one from Mortician from the final bloodbath session again. This is uh, take your pick. This is world damnation, world domination. It's been misprinted. It's uh, different on different releases. Uh, I make the music. Uh, Will writes the lyrics. You ask him the controversy on that one. For me, it's the one that starts with Will and it goes like this.
think you will. <laughs> uh, yes, a lot of those final bloodbath tunes are uh, have the grooves are a little little more upbeat than the album. A little bit there that uh, that kicks in a little fast, doesn't it? <laughs> we uh, we play it like that live though, and uh, some of the stuff changes around over the years. Sam Busmet chops, especially that zombie apocalypse, is so quick on that. But uh, whatever, it's the live version. Uh, it evolves, it continues to devolve and evolve and change. And even today, today we're totally different. We play a lot of those songs like uh, that are on Final Blood Bat. They're different. Um, but that back then, that was the way I was playing them. And like I said, I was playing drums from Malignancy. And uh, I'd say, I guess you could say that those songs on Final Bloodbath are the malignified mortician ver- uh, songs there. <laughs> Um, so speaking of malignancy, let's ping pong back to them and play another one off the Ignorance is Bliss, the malignancy demos release. Uh, this one is Your Life is Shit. Such a positive message from Mr. Nelson. He is a shining ray of positivity. <laughs> All just kids making crazy sounds in uh, basements and so forth. Even the clubs we played were mostly in basements. <laughs> um, 
So let's go back to some uh, even older crusty uh, stuff and let's play some primitive brutality that was probably happening around the same time. And uh, I mean that, what I said about Mr. Danny Nelson there. He is a positive ray of sunshine. He's always been uh, the biggest uh, supporter of primitive brutality. He's also, as much as Rich inspired my label and, and, and starting a label and, and actually you know getting into trading, really, not so much a label, but the act of trading discs and all that stuff and, and the underground trade scene was what Rich exposed me to. But um, Danny is responsible for really being my uh, cheerleader dude there. He, uh, he was a big fan that was always like, yeah, dude, you got to put it out. You got to do something with it. And I had all these songs. And there I was like, you know, they're all just demo fucking ideas, barely finished shit. And, uh, you know, so much of the underground old stuff is like that. They're just uh, demo-y, raw stuff. And it, it's fun to keep it like that. And it, it is what it is. It is what it was. And uh, this is a prime example. This is never knowing uh, a tune that was off a long lost um, master tape, which might surface actually. I did come across a box of tapes. I mentioned it sort of earlier that uh, a Tascam 688 of mine is sitting with Mr. Roy Fox at Necker Harmonic uh, Productions there at his house. I got to pick it up or um, send it to me at some point. And I have a box of tapes for that thing that a lot of early mortician, a lot of early malignancy, and a lot of early primitive was recorded on. And this might be one of the tapes that's in there because uh, I hope we get a hold of that because the this version stinks. It's off a two-track master cassette that was kind of chewed up and doesn't sound that great, but uh, it is what it is, and uh, it was uh, part of the demo. And uh, this was uh, off the uh, 1994 or so. Yeah, it was when we were recording... The malignancy stuff there right at the exact same time the 1994 spoils demo from primitive brutality and this had like a ridiculous i just made a few it was three songs i made a few copies maybe like 20 gave them out at local shows and shit that's kind of always how primitive was distributed until and did the compilation release and uh, that became the first release on the label blah 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 is he gonna say the same fucking thing over and over played a stupid song right here you go super raw 1994, never knowing.
I might have to might have to redo that one as a <clears throat> more up to date primitive brutality song, and uh, finally get that tune to where it doesn't sound like warped shit from a fucking cassette that it is. So uh, let's keep it with 1994 and uh, or uh, <clears throat> more so the um, 1995, which was the year after, which is where. Um, House by the Cemetery was recorded, and uh, th- th- when that was recorded, and uh, this uh, this primitive brutality stuff was the stuff that I was doing right before Mortician decided to make the switch to like using a drum machine. After uh, we had let our old original drummer Matt Sitcher, may he rest in peace. He passed away a long time ago. He was uh, we had parted ways with him, and uh, we're kind of in limbo. And we had deci- made the decision around then to to uh based on primitive brutality that i you know will has heard the songs he's like hey you know we could write some tunes like that you know and uh five hours later in my bedroom in yonkers we had written and recorded house by the cemetery and the rest is uh mortician history so to say so um this uh next one is drill a killer off house by the cemetery about a fantastic movie (laughs) by the same name of a uh very friendly man with a drill. Uh, let's play a couple more and then we'll call this podcast a podcast and uh, wrap it up. Let's uh, let's bounce back to Malignancy here with uh, off the Ignorance is Bliss, the Malignancy demos release. This is Atmosphere of Decay. And I forget what version this is. I think this was uh, just a one-off recording. I forget what the heck. Danny could tell you. You go ask him. Or maybe we'll get him on here to uh, answer for himself. We'll see. For now, this is Atmosphere of Decay.
professional if I start talking now. I mean, this song's still fading out. It's kind of rude. I'm not sure if I should be talking. I'll shut up. So we're going to wrap it up here and uh, play just a couple more before I uh, fade away totally. And uh, I do have my coffee here, which uh, is a fantastically constructed statement to lead us into prosthetic cunt song, Coffee. Coffee. Coffee now! Do I even get to call those songs? I mean, they're more like musical Chinese food. As soon as you hear it, you need another one. They're gone. Um, that sample, if you don't recognize it, is the Mighty Draws from PCU, <laughs> played by Jeremy Piven. That's a fun, underrated movie that doesn't seem to get a lot of play. Check it out if you're stupid. And uh, trust me, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But uh, give it a shot. You might like it. Um, moving right along, because we're going to wrap this up now. Um, here's one from Primitive Brutality, the Xenomorph demo of 1999. This was a three-song demo I did, real short. Just uh, the first time, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, well, the first time gurgling different kind of vocals on this and trying out different stuff there. But uh, the first fully digital recording for Primitive that wasn't done on uh, the old Tascam 688 that we mentioned earlier. But uh, this, I believe, was done in Cool Edit, which uh, some of the Mortician stuff was done in as well. But uh, this is Xenomorph, the title track from the demo. <laughs> Crazy old, crazy raw, 
All right. Rounding out the end of this, I want to say uh, thank you if you've listened. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you uh, tolerated my banter and uh, silly little stories about some of these old songs that uh, I haven't listened to in quite a long time. It was fun listening to them and uh, kind of uh, giving a little insight on what was behind them or going on at the time uh, we wrote and recorded them into Mayhem. And uh, not so much Mayhem, except for that food stealing funeral lady. That's quite Mayhemic. But uh, we're going to finish this one up uh, with a mortician song. And before I go, I want to say again, if you want me to play your tunes, send me some fucking tunes and uh, say we can give them away for download or whatever the hell. And uh, definitely um, the next episode will be uh, a bunch of other material that does not include me. Because let's face it, this was all just projects of mine, which uh, I guess appropriately for the primitive podcast initial one should be stuff from the early days of the label, which... I already explained all this. That's how it started. Um, the next one will play a few of the bands I did sign and uh, some of their stuff from their early releases. That'll be the uh, second episode of this. Uh, in about a week, we'll put it together maybe. We'll see. I have. Uh, I don't like schedules. I don't like telling you when something's going to come out because it never fucking happens. I mean, how long have you been waiting for the Mortician release? Half of it's fucking done. Most of it's done. We're just idiots. We can't get in the same room together. That's a whole other podcast. Anyway, uh... Speaking of Mortician, let's end this with Final Bloodbath Session, available now again through Primitive Recordings in uh, vinyl format from our friends at Hell's Headbangers. This is Cremated. <laughs> <laughs> 